So yeah, um, cool. yeah. Go ahead. So you can kick episodes, episode seventy. Um, I'll probably just keep all that stuff beforehand, anyways. But anyways, episode yeah. seventy. Cool. This is uh, we got a very special guest, um, someone I've been listening to for a few months now, and is fucking hilarious on Twitter and on podcasts. But you also do, um, you also do Twitch, and uh, well, first of all, at Wodisan. Do you yeah. still go by the the push up sensei, or is that a thing of the past? No, it's just a thing of the past. It, yeah, I don't know. I got, uh, I say a bad word, a word I didn't know I was supposed to say on Twitter, and it just eliminated my ass. So, mm. Wody sign is good enough. Oh, that so works. did you get kicked off Twitter and you had to start a new yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. Damn. 10,000 followers in a drink, but it's wow. not really, a, you know, Jeez. I only see the, the, the followers as a bad thing because I wanted to, you know, do the Twitch and, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a better thing to transition when you got more people. Sure. Uh, but I'm not really a high fame mm-hmm. guy. So 10,000 with the amount of mentions you get, it's, it's not really that fun, to be honest. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I was thinking that like like me and Dan really have a, a fraction of that. And I'm like, damn, I fucking love Twitter. But then I think about what Tyler has to say. And he's like, mm-hmm. I fucking hate Twitter because he's got to get so many stupid ass mentions out the ass like all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he, you get to that point, too. Even the the backup ones, like he if he retweets me, like the backup ones, I mean, even I'm like, holy shit, I don't like all these people just like because mm-hmm. people are just they just say random stuff sometimes mm-hmm. or they may say like offensive stuff or they may say just anything. So yeah. I'm not really into that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I kind of use social media just to I don't know how I use social media. It's stupid <laughs> how I use it. But you, I use it like most people, you yeah. know, you follow people you agree with. I'm, I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to people i don't agree with yeah. right. it's not really something i'm into i'm into i i know there's a lot of uh like reddit people talk they have conversations mm-hmm. but i like to have a conversation to get to the point where we can agree to disagree but we're, we're going to agree like i don't want to argue right. yeah so, right, right, right yeah that makes I, sense I, I don't feel like arguing okay fair enough um so yeah kind of kind of getting right into it bro a uh, couple couple questions about the NBA because I know you're an avid follower and, and you mm. talk about it a lot on your show. Great Thoughts league. on um, a couple transactions. First, the the John Wall and um, Westbrook trade. What's yeah. your takeaway from that? <laughs> I mean, uh, the 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 Rockets did what they had to do. Um, Westbrook wanted out, and mm-hmm. uh, with Washington, obviously John Wall wanted out, especially after the the last video mm-hmm. of him uh, going full gang sign on us mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it looks like the contracts match i think they both could be close to between 40 and 42 a year mm-hmm. so i mean that match up as well and um for washington it doesn't fix anything because at some point bradley bill is going to want to go because everybody yeah, at point. some point leaves washington mm-hmm. um What's his contract situation like? He just resigned last year. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) And it doesn't fucking matter. Not that it matters anymore, 100%. Like, there's nothing more relevant in the past two or three years in NBA contracts. Like, it's so silly. Like, uh, like, you know, all like to talk about James Harden. Like, they're treating James Harden like he's a free agent. 
Like here's his preferred destinations. Here's who's going to sign him. It's like, no, he's he's employed by the Houston Rockets. Like they, they have to make the decision. Yeah. You got like three years left. It's hilarious. Like no big deal. This is silly. It's crazy. I think what people see with Harden, we see the last eight years and we Mm -hmm. think like, Oh, he's, he served his last eight years. Like, no son, he got another two, three years. Yeah. He's actually under contract for us. So I think we think of the last eight and I understand that he wants to go. But you mm-hmm. just resign. Yeah. And that works, James. Every trade that they've made is obviously his word makes it mm-hmm. because you don't get the White Howard and you don't trade the White Howard without him approving yep. both of those. Yep. You don't bring in Chris Paul and you definitely don't trade Chris Paul within two years <laughs> without him approving that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the push for Westbrook was him saying, go get Westbrook because they could have figured out some other trades. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you. I think you left out Chandler Parsons. Mm. Oh, <laughs> another big, big acquisition. I mean, yeah, what else Chandler is he Parsons want? and uh, Trevor Ariza? <laughs> I would hope they brought that up in like a business discussion with James Harden. Like, dude, we brought you Chris Paul, we brought you Dwight Howard, we brought you Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. For Christ's sakes, James, you brought you Chandler Parsons. What else <laughs> yeah. do you want us to do? And, There's only so many elite players in the league. And he still has house. He still, uh, yeah. I was about to say Phillip Rivers, Austin Rivers. He might as well be Phillip Rivers. <laughs> um, and uh, who else is there? They traded Covington. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they picked up a good starting lineup. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sure he, team. I'm sure he wanted Eric Gordon, who's been like a pretty good. Oh, good point. You don't like Eric it's Gordon because of what he did to you. It's time for him to go. Yeah. It's time, <laughs> for, it's time for him to go. Oh, let's touch on that real quick. Can you tell the listeners? Um, so, do you still live in Houston? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you're fr- you're originally from New Orleans, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell us your relationship with the city of Houston and their sports teams, specifically the Rockets. How that came to be? So I was here in Houston when they when they was trash, and <laughs> it was giving out tickets for six dollars. But that's how all teams are. When a team is trash, they yeah. give out tickets. Uh, they did it with the Pelicans. Actually, they still do it with the Pelicans. I could probably get <laughs> us and six more people all free tickets yeah. for, just because they're giving them out. Um, mm-hmm. Well, probably not in the mode with Zion, but you never know. <laughs> and and just like the Astros, the Astros at one point, when they were the last Astros, when they were losing 400 games in two years <laughs> or whatever it was, yeah. 400 games in three years or two years. I don't know baseball. I know they lost a lot. Yeah. Um, nobody went to the game and they had to give out tickets. But then mm-hmm. when people start to win, people show back up. And that's what I don't like. You know, it's just my my thing. Got you. you yeah. know, I'm not a Saints fan, but when it was wearing plastic bags on their head, mm-hmm. the Superdome was still packed with people yeah. with brown paper bags on their head. Um, the Buffalo Bears have been trash our entire lives. Mm-hmm. They're still jumping off tables and powerbombing <laughs> tables every single week. Their own and, children, um, women and children. Women and children, whoever can get it. In every city they in. in, in your city or my city, uh, they city. That's they actually did. a really good point. Like that's not just a home thing. Like they not travel home. very well. They travel, they travel <laughs> they, very well. They there's um, sixteen there's sixteen games a year, hundred percent. Cleveland Browns, the games yeah. are packed. The games were packed years before. Yeah. Just well, maybe because there's nothing else to do in Cleveland on a Sunday. But um, it's the bandwagon part. I don't like the bandwagon part, and especially when you bandwagon your own city's team. I mean, yeah. it's your city. Like, right. it, should be, it, it should matter. Right. Um, so when did when did you move to Houston? 
Uh, Katrina exactly. was 2005. Okay, yeah. So, was, so I've been yeah. there a long time. So that's a shitty Rockets team. So did yes. you move to Houston with intentions of like going to games and following these teams or is this just something you observe? Hell, yeah. no. Okay. Hell no, no, not at I've all. I've never understood that either. That's, I feel like it's either like, and I've always said this, like I've, I've lived within an hour of where I was born my entire life. So I've always been a New England fan, but I think there's something about like those fans of other teams, like in your hometown from another hometown, you know what I mean? Because then it's like, you know, they're legit fans. They're not just yeah. like, hey, I grew up in New England, so I like the Red Sox and the Celtics and blah, blah, blah. But there's also other people who move to like California and then two years later, they're decked out in like Lakers gear and Clippers gear and stuff like that. And like, that's, that's, that's just as bad. Like, that's the same shit. They couldn't wait. They couldn't <laughs> wait to put on. <laughs> they couldn't wait to put on exactly. a purple and gold. They couldn't wait to be honest with oh. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. So who do you follow? Like, who are your, like, as a, from a fan's perspective, are you a New Orleans guy? Like Saints, Pelicans? Just the Pelicans. Just else? the Pelicans. I'm not a Saints guy. Hmm. I'm Carolina Panthers. Um, okay. I chose to be a Carolina Panther a long time ago when they first started, actually. Hmm. Uh, so that's like 94, 95, or whenever that was. Um, okay. I, I just never was a Saints fan. I was a kid. I never yeah. was a Saints fan. And it was more or less me. It's probably me trying to be different. Everybody's a Saints fan, so I wanted to be something different. Yeah. So I decided to choose the Carolina fucking Panthers. Uh, nice. Yeah, I should have probably chose the 49ers at that time, but they were winning. So that's like jumping on a bandwagon. So even yeah. back then, I had the same bandwagon mindset, even if I'm like four years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I still didn't do it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's always been Panthers, and football is kind of in and out for me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's always been Pelicans, Hornets, uh, anything in between. Oh, yeah. Good uh, I haven't been a huge, huge basketball guy until, like, officially the Pelicans. Because mm. um, I just would watch games. But yeah. now I'm just starting to rep it a lot more and, you know, do everything, actual fan shit now. But Panthers has always been since I've been a kid. We, we would like to apologize sincerely for our second Super Bowl from the bottom of my heart. Mm. <laughs> Shout out Jake <laughs> Bloom. <laughs> You know, so do you have like vivid memories of watching that? Yes, I have vivid memories of me almost throwing out, uh, um, let me fix my shit. <laughs> almost throwing out a, a whole TV out the window. I do mm. remember that. Um, I remember Ricky Prohl. Remember was it Ricky Prohl or some some like slot white guy who like tied the game or made it close at the end? And I was like, oh god, I here we go again. No, it was Ricky it Prohl been. because I always. It's- I always get McCaffrey and Ricky Pro. Well, you know, with the Wes Welker, short white dude. Yes. Syndrome I have. Very you know, interchangeable. Yeah. Amendola, all these guys are like, yep. you know. I'm Don convinced Beebe, they're all the same person. His but. son, Chad Beebe, it's, you know, it's, it's all teams <laughs> with the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That was an yeah, interesting era of Panther football. How did, what about, how did so the final you... drive set up? For the Patriots, was there like a big penalty or some shit? I honestly don't remember. I don't remember. And I'm not trying to like twist the knife in you right now. I, I oh no, you, you're definitely twisting the knife. Um, <laughs> it's John Casey legal procedure. Remember he kicked the legal uh, procedure at the end. Yeah, and, that sounds um, right. I think Tom Brady had to get ten mm. yards. Yeah, uh, fifteen <laughs> yards to get to the field goal, which which for Tom Brady is, mm-hmm. man, you might as well just put the field goal in yourself. <laughs> it could have been eighty yards. I think he would still got it because it's just Tom Brady. Um, I think he hit Dion Branch right. I want to say because he ended up being the MVP of that game. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. Mm. I don't remember who it was. But I remember that game. I was mad. Um, I think that was Rodney Harrison. He got a sack and he spit. And 
Mm. Kerry, was that Kerry Collins? No, Jake DeLong. He spit in his face. Mm. He got a sack and he spit in his face. And it was on national TV and it was going to commercial. And that was, it was going to commercial. You see Rodney Harrison spitting in Jake DeLong's face. No call, no nothing. Yeah. And um, let him play, I say. I knew, I knew we was going to lose after that. (laughs) You don't win after that. I knew we was going to lose. I knew it was done. It's probably better they went to commercial because if that was like middle of like no huddle offense, I don't think there's anything more demoralizing than like Jake Delum getting up on camera, like wiping spit off his eyes, <laughs> getting, I see the, getting back under the center. As it's slowly, slow, mo- slow motion going away, I see the spit <laughs> dropping from Rodney Harrison's helmet I need to look right up. into Jake Delum's like nasal cavity. It's, it's one of the worst things hmm. ever. And uh, it was either Jake DeLome or it was Steve Smith. I just know he hit yeah. somebody real hard. And uh, dislike Rodney Harrison since then, and definitely not at all would ever be close to being a Patriots fan. <laughs> uh, one totally. of the worst teams ever. Hey, totally understood. Mm-hmm. I, I know you said that on one of your episodes too. I think it was after. Extremely understood. A- after they lost to the Eagles and you're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm happy that the Eagles won and the Patriots lost, but it doesn't fucking matter because the next year they're probably going to be right back. Mm. And because lo and behold, they were right back. People have this syndrome, right? So I dislike the Patriots even to this day, but there's always a year where everybody thinks Tom Brady is washed up. Mm. And this has been happening since 2011. Mm-hmm. A seven. It could be seven or nine. Whenever Castle came in, I think that was 11. Mm-hmm. Where everybody thinks Brady is just done. And we do a good three or four week, well, not we, ESPN. Mm-hmm. They do a good three or four week thing where Tom Brady is washed. It's time to move on. It's the coach, mm-hmm. not the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a second string come in, they throw for four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, it's time to move on. Matt Castle did that when he had the season where they didn't go to the playoffs, but it was a successful enough season. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Garoppolo. Yep. Um, which which Super Bowl was this? It was the Rams year at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think y'all can blame our suspension. Yep. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And you would get. I think you would lose by like five touchdowns. And as soon as Garoppolo came in, he threw a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And usually, when you see that, you're like, "Oh shit! All right, it's time to move on with the quarterback." Mm-hmm. Obviously, that wasn't the case. <laughs> and I don't know if that's the same year as the Pizzagate, but I know those are – is that the Pizzagate year, the Rams year, when they mm-hmm. took the picks from y'all and then he still, they were still on the Super Bowl? Oh, that that was – cell, cell phone gate. I'm sorry. Oh, that one. Um, I don't know because the, the Chiefs year, I think, was the Seahawks year. That seemed a while back. No way that yeah, was as recent so as the Rams year. Maybe the Falcons year. I don't know. But to your point, it's, it's so totally – no, it's totally it, – dude, it happened six hours ago. Um, Brady threw a couple bad throws today, and he was getting roasted on Twitter. Then he hits, like always, an uh, undersized white slot receiver for 50-yard touchdown, and so, then going to win by, like, 20. Like, they're, they're going – I don't know. I, is it Scott? Is it Scotty the, Miller. Yeah. How? Like – That's what he does. You know, I've been doing like DraftKings and kind of gambling a little bit. Yeah. And and then I look at, I saw Godwin and Evans have been hurt. And yep. then AB wasn't there yet. Yeah. And Gronk is kind of mostly blocking, uh-huh. doing his thing. Uh-huh. And I see Scotty Miller with like 114 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who the fuck is Scotty Miller? They're all the same guy. 
They're all it going to the Hall of Fame. He does better with nondescript besides Moss. It's just nondescript receivers. He seems to do better with because yes. he has A.B., Edwards, not yeah. Edwards, Evans, yep. and Godwin. But if mm-hmm. you look at their stats, their stats are not amazing stats for them being three, you know, Correct. really good receivers. Correct. Um, I don't he know. Has a, he has a type. He certainly does. He, he definitely has it. Besides mm-hmm. a 6'4", four, four, three running uh, wide receiver. Yeah. yeah he, he definitely has a damn type. Yeah, it's that's a that's a really good point because Randy Moss is an outlier for obvious reasons. Like if you have Randy yeah. Moss on your team, how do you not throw to him? Um, yeah. Everything else, I'm trying to think, like even Patriots. I don't remember like a legit wide side of the field receiver. You yes. know, Wes Welker slot, Amendola slot, even James White's a fucking running back. Um, who were like the wide side of the like? It's like Dion Branch, Malcolm Brown, Mitchell, David Troy Patton, Brown, Rashid Caldwell. <laughs> I'm not saying there's any patterns here with Dante with, uh, Stallworth with optics. So obviously, but, uh, the one flaw in Belichick is a wide receiver. He can't draft receivers time. because right. it's been 20 more. years. Yeah, he can't draft for he don't know how to draft receivers because for 20 years it. it can't be mistake after mistake because he brings in good mm-hmm. defensive players, mm-hmm. good tight ends, of course, mm-hmm. um, mid tier running backs and mm-hmm. the running backs are not. He's, he's been hot with backs lately, but no, you're right. It's, it's the one flaw. Well, not, maybe not one, but it's definitely a flaw in his 20 yeah. year thing. He, they just had it on, I think it was the Rams game. They showed a graphic of the Patriots receivers taking the last 10 years. Yeah. I'm pretty sure eight out of the 10 are not in the league and the other two stink. Like there's yeah. no, there's no, there's not even a glimmer of hope. And we've talked about it before on our show, their most recent pick Nikhil Harry was in the draft class two years ago. He was the number one receiver taking that class. And it's it's extremely depressing as a Patriots fan to look at that draft class. Nikhil Harry goes one, and then everyone after him is substantially better. It's yeah. like That was like DK's draft, Debo Samuel, uh, A.J. Brown. Like, it's just like, what are we doing? Like, how do you, how do you miss? How do you, it's not even a miss. That's like a, a, a wide open whiff. Because at this point, he's not an NFL player. Like, it's been way too long. And didn't y'all give up a second for Sanu last year? Oh, jeez, please. Because that <laughs> yeah, second with all the that. wide receivers that came out, yes. you know, Jefferson and uh, Rhaegar. I miss a lot of receivers oh, that came out. I never thought of in that regard. That's beyond discerning. Yeah. Um, I don't think Mohamed Sanu – I don't. Literally, I literally don't remember him on the field contributing. No, I don't either. I don't know if he scored. There, there was one decent game he had. It was yeah, against the Ravens. Time. Okay, that's not a good benchmark though. For yeah, for uh, I think he had a a, a raise on touchdown, but nothing. Okay, well, nothing, nothing crazy. Balances out then, but now it is. We think like what is it? Does, do wide receivers just not know the system? Because when Ocho Cinco right. went over, he didn't he didn't get it either. Right, and he's one of the yeah, greatest route running. He did, he couldn't get the the Patriots' um, playbook at all the entire yeah, yeah. year. Yeah, you know what. You know what you're saying about how every year people try to write off Brady and it's like, no, you're in denial because he's still going to come back. That's what Patriots fans were doing in reverse for Ocho Cinco that year. Yeah, it was like, bro, it was like game 10 and he'd have two catches for like four yards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I think he's going to get it. I think he's, Harry he's almost there. He ran a good route. <laughs> Nikhil Harry too. Cinco. Right. And that's why I said again, I think Randy Moss is just the epitome of an outlier where yeah. no matter how hard the system is, you can always say, 
all right, Randy, just run as far and as fast as you can and we'll figure it out. And that's where the majority of his numbers came from. <laughs> like you can do, you don't, you don't even need a playbook to, to, to work with Randy Moss, but that, that's a very good point. Cause I mean, he was towards the end of his career no, Ocho, but he was, he was still operating. He came off of a good year in Cincinnati. Yeah. It's, like, it's with- not like he came off like an ACL injury or some shit like that. Well, those Cincinnati years is a little weird for Ocho too, because I think the last year he was there, T.O. was there. And T.O. Oh, led yes. his team in like yards and yes. touchdowns and everything. Yeah. And that, that was, was an a super, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say a wash T.O. because I don't know what a wash T.O. is. He's definitely not even washed right now. Right. He's 50 years old. He, he looks physically better than all of us at 50. I would take him on the Patriots right now. I, I think he's 100. still doing, I think he's still doing crunches in his driveway waiting for, for a camera. Drew Rosenhaus. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all see the video when he's still running like four three? He's running like a four three four four and all this stuff. Yeah, those come out all the time. God it's weird. Damn. Like ex athletes, every now and then one will come out of them just working out, and it's like, all right, I know this guy can't play in the league, but this guy could probably play in the league. Like, yeah. like, that like and he's forty six, and he's still running a four three, running a four four. Mm-hmm. You know, at at, at forty six years old. Gotcha. And I don't know. I, I guess that's just the Patriots thing. It's just wide receivers. Wide, re- wide receivers yeah. is just not their not the thing. When, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. It should have been. Um, but, sorry, are you a Cam guy? Cam Newton guy? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's a – even though he hasn't had a great season, I think it's a lot of things that's going on to where he hasn't had a great season. One of the mm-hmm. things is on him. Uh, his arm, yeah. his decision-making. Um, I don't think he fully gets the Patriots' offense at this point either. Um But with no weapons, I mean, what is he gonna? What yes, is he really planning on doing? I agree. Like, who? Nobody's actually open. Right. And um, to your point, I mean, it is. There hasn't. This is the first time a quarterback's had to learn the system in twenty years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without an <laughs> without an off season, without a preseason, he was signed what like July. It's, it's like, what do you? I, I'm actually before he got. I think there's a pretty clear turning point between pre and post COVID. And I don't know if COVID's the reason. I think it just happens to line up when he missed time, mm-hmm. but it's, you know what I mean? It's like the beginning of the season, he showed signs that, Hey, like I can at least compete this season and put us in a position to win. The first few games off COVID were obviously like just terrible, like not good enough to be in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but, th- it, but unfortunately at this point, it's too late. You know, it, it really, they'll probably finish right on the edge of the playoff bubble. And I, at this point, I don't think he's coming back to New England next year. No, I don't um, think so. And it sucks because I don't think he's really – he had an opportunity to at least put together a resume to get a contract next year. I don't think this year really helped his case. You know, nah. I mean, as far as getting and, next year. So, we'll see. And with all the backups that's in the league right now and most of the starters, mm-hmm. he's probably better than still in most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was kind of crazy that he didn't get a legit chance to actually get right. – Me too. I mean, how many terrible teams are there? So, yeah. unfortunately, with him not getting able to – being able to get a good chance mm-hmm. and then him not having a great season, it's going to make it even worse for him next year. Yeah, um, I agree. Which is kind because of sad, the Bears but... are still going to need his team, still need a quarterback. The Vikings are still going to need a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty much like 20 teams are probably still going to need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And uh, – and it will probably stay with Colt McCoy and Mike Glennon. Right. Um, Sam Bradford. And Sam yeah. Bradford. 
And I remember specifically over the summer there, because I think we mentioned on the show, there was a time where Mike Glennon signed a contract and Cam Newton was still unemployed. Yeah. Like, he started right now. Like, he just started we... the last three games for, for the Jaguars. Yeah. Because they he don't want to bring Minshew back out. Yeah. He got benched today, I'm pretty sure. Finally. I don't know what Glennon? he did to uh, Glennon. Yeah. Okay. But, but still, it's not, a, it's not a good thing for either party. But uh, yeah, Mitch, you get hurt, and they put Luton in, and then Luton does. He has one good game, and he throws mm. a bunch of picks. And they put yep. Glennon in, and he has a good game, and he throws a bunch of picks. Yeah. I think there should um, be a rule where, like, if you're bad enough, you should be able to just like opt out of the last like two or three games of the season. Like, there's no reason for the Jaguars to keep playing football. No. Jaguars, Jets. Bengals, Jets. Yeah. And even maybe on the other side, like if you're if you've clinched your division, like the Chiefs clinched their division today, I think you should have the option to take the week off. I don't know. Yeah, you want to buy a week? I don't know. That's. I mean, I'm. It's not my decision to make, but it's just all you know the intricacies and you know spot seven, spot two, spot three. You know right. all that crap. That's and true. So for the for the for the bad teams, then definitely. I said the same thing about the NBA bubble. It's like there's no reason why the Washington Wizards should have traveled to Orlando. There's nah. no like. It's so, in fact, you probably could have cut out the East. Could have gotten away with six seeds in the playoffs. Like the Magic, who was a seven seed? Pistons? No. Charlotte the Nets? Nets? Did the Nets, Nets? get in? No, no I thought the Nets were higher than seven. No, Nets were in there. They might have been. Oh, Philly was six. So yeah, Nets and Magic. They did yeah, not really travel six? there. Jesus. I think so because we played Celtics were three, right? And they played Philly in the first round. It was. Damn. Yeah. But it's like we're in the we're in at that point was the peak of a pandemic. I'm not going to see my family for a month. Do I really need to be here? Like, unless it's purely financial. Like, y'all really like NBA TV really needs me to, to be on TV nah, right yeah. now for your rating. Is anyone tuning into fucking a Blazers Wizards playing game on a Thursday at noon? <laughs> like, come on. And, and the weirdest thing about the bubble was it was obvious that a lot of people didn't want to be there. Hell, um, I don't blame them. That's exactly what I mean. It was I, obvious that most teams, most players wasn't working out. No. Um, because who, besides the people who, who stayed ready, stood ready, like Miami, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, I think Phoenix stood ready. I think oh, they yeah. were in basketball shape. Yeah. I still think they suck. Well, with Chris Paul, <laughs> they probably won't. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're as good as what they show in the bubble. I think they were like eleven and one. Or they didn't 11 lose. And they went eight no, right? And they were under. They were undefeated, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought nothing. that because they were just ready. That's why that happened. Yeah, yeah. The Lakers were obviously ready. Um, and I think the Clippers. Everybody on the Clippers voted to not even come to the bubble at all. So that makes sense. Uh, LeBron, would have you think? Sorry, go ahead, Woody. No, I. I mean, I don't know what kind of. I remember the Clippers were one of the teams that voted. I think it came out that they were the ones that voted. They didn't want to play after the protest, like after yeah. the initial protest, which they, which came to fruition. They really didn't play after the protest, but I don't know. It's, it's, it was a strange, uh, strange couple of months. I wanted to kind of transition into the LeBron, the, the Bron thing yeah. that LeBron said, yes. but I just don't know what kind of bubble is it. Obviously I didn't, obviously I didn't fucking play in it. I just watched it. But mm, same. They don't. They're not traveling. You're in the hotel. Mm-hmm. You come to and from the games um, instantly. There's no. no there's no in between. Right. Um, 
Dan was saying that it's easier to play. I guess it's easier to score. It's no distractions. Um, but Bron kind of said the opposite is with it being the hardest thing. You away from your family, et cetera, et cetera. But they're away from their family the entire year, pretty much anyway, right? You know, for the most part. Um, right. But I think Bron also really said those things after they won the championship, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. <laughs> it's weird how he timed that. I, Man, I don't know. That was Coincidence, really I'm guessing. Uh, that was he's funny. He's missed the narrative. Um, just like he tried to do after the 16 one when he said, oh, that made me the GOAT because hmm. um, he won the 16 one. I, I thought that was – it's probably one of the most it, impressive championships of all time. Sure. But you can't call yourself the GOAT. It just doesn't – Very it, true. It, you can't just, oh, this championship deemed me the GOAT. I mean, in – you still, what, five and six, four and six in championships? Four, four and six. six. Four and six, yep. No. Going 10 times is a lot of fucking times. I'll be honest with y'all. 10 is for one person to go 10 is extremely impressive. Yeah. But four and six is not really extremely impressive. So do you give him a pass for being four and six because you went 10 times? Like does it so. just become great and then at then that's it? I don't think so, bro. And especially with like a point that you brought up before, which is that the one of the finals that he lost to the Spurs was the biggest deficit uh, yeah. in the, the 2014 heat. When, when, yeah. when it was the rematch with the Spurs, that was the biggest deficit of a finals loss in NBA history. And yeah. he was on that big three, which, yeah, Wade and Bosch were like a little older, but they weren't. They were still serviceable enough to get to the finals, and then they got fucking yeah. waxed. And they broke up instantly right after that. Yeah. Yep. Was that the series where he had the, the cramps or whatever in the first game? No. and Well, yeah, he had him in both series. Yeah, I remember that. He had, <laughs> he had, he had him in both. It's funny. Again, he, he times that stuff. Or the the coincidences yeah, yeah, yeah. that happened with LeBron are, are, are crazy. But I but also didn't... think – I was going to say, didn't it come didn't it come out that there were stories about that they were accused of like cranking up the heat or something like in the yep. arena, like to get the cramps? Because they played in San Antonio. They played. No, they played. In, was it in San Antonio? I would yeah. assume so. I don't think he would complain yeah. about it if it was at home. Yeah, it was you know in San I mean? Antonio. And then the, the AC broke. Yeah, that's what it was. Know. The AC broke. And, and I remember they were saying he was cramping because he has no body fat. And people with no body fat, they the cramps are a lot worse. I, you know, I'm not mm. fucking Bill Nye, but you yeah. know, it's a weird flex. Having cramps okay. and sitting out a several minutes or even a game in the champ in the finals is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it, when you all the other players, I don't know how long he said. I know he set out a significant amount of minutes. It's enough game. to be a story. Yeah, yeah, it's enough right. to be a story. Because I remember I still- inside the NBA when Barkley's making jokes about it. That's how I remember. <laughs> Yeah. He had a uh, a bucket and he was raising an air conditioning fund for San Antonio. He's making fun of their women and all that stuff. I remember, I remember that game. I remember that series. Yeah, That's yeah, me too. Both of them, though. It's oh, definitely man, that was good shit. It's I funny. Like, there, go ahead, so my bad. I was just go gonna ahead. say, there's a there's a pretty specific video where when he started cramping up, the play went in the other direction, and he's just mm. like wincing under the hoop, didn't even make it across half court. And you know him, bro. Like he fucking yeah. hams it up. Yeah, yes, big time hit, spam. He's an actor. Spam James. Yeah, he has those moments. He was that, that moment one? In, um... Was that one where they literally like picked him up by both legs and like yeah. walked him off the court? Or am I making that up? Like, what are we doing? Come on. 
Like, you'd think he like got paralyzed like mid game, and they literally have one arm under each leg carrying him off the court. He has these know. moments I've never seen with with superstars where um, where you can physically see that he's not in into the game anymore. Mm-hmm. When when he's checked out, he's checked out. And um, like when they lost the last time to uh, the Warriors, mm-hmm. when he started dapping everybody up, you could tell he was like, "All right, fuck this." Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. How to get my ass whooped? It's time to roll. Yeah. Um, and I just never physically seen that in any player where, you know, when it's time to check out, you could just see it in his face. Yeah. Um, it's good. So I was just gonna say, imagine if uh, <clears throat> whatever that was, game five. I think they got gentleman sweep like multiple. I thought times. they got swept, swept. Maybe they did. It's like um, before the game's over, even over, he's got an Instagram post already thanking the city of Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> My next move, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> Yep. ESPN's already teasing the decision 2.0 on their ticker. <laughs> He's a small cat. Like when they had the yeah. note when he was going back to Cleveland, mm-hmm. when, they, when he was going back and Wiggins wasn't in it. So we already knew Wiggins was gone before we yeah, even, yeah. you know, before we even knew he was coming, we knew the decision was made for Wiggins to roll out. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, what happens to Wiggins? What happens to the number one draft pick that was supposed to go to Cleveland and, mm-hmm. um, it was going to be his team along with Kyrie and some other people. And all of a sudden you traded to Minnesota of all fucking places. Mm. And um, when Minnesota doesn't work and he want, he winds up with Golden State Warriors, but you know, what happened to those players? What happens to your psyche? Yeah. When you automatically oh, yeah. traded. What do you think he was you thinking when he was reading that article? And right. he was just like, uh, there must be a typo here. Cause I don't see my fucking name. Yeah. And everybody in there by, when when everybody's in there by name, it makes it even worse. If he just said Cleveland, yeah, you know it is what it is. But um, that's yeah. why I think it was an effort to not put Wiggins' name in there. Yeah, and that's the mm-hmm. stuff I don't like. Well, it's um, similar. The Lakers one was almost even worse. Like his first year with the Lakers, that was in the middle of the season. He was yeah. like, I I want these guys by name traded, or yeah. I'm probably going to not sign here long term. Yeah. And then they traded them all. They turned to the Pelicans of all places. Like they literally, we joked about this with someone, I think with Tyler, like they literally traded the Lakers or no for Anthony Davis, my bad, not for LeBron, but still they literally traded the Lakers for Anthony Davis. Like any notable player from that Lakers team besides LeBron was part of that trade. And it worked and out obviously. Too. It, correct. Correct. Won, yeah. And um, it is what it is, but it's like that. And it, it sucks too. Cause like, they're not good enough to really, you know, like, hey, like, we're, we're going to get his ass when we when we go to L.A. this year. Hmm, probably not. Not yet, at least. But it's just very just it's it's kind of how we started the conversation. It's like the fluidity of NBA. Like people say it's a it's a player's league now. It's almost to a point where it's like it, it's a little disrespectful to like the guys it's, who are literally employed to make these decisions. Yeah. it's gonna. Why am I even here? You know, why do you need a GM if you're just going to do what the fuck LeBron tells you to do? Yeah. And sign the papers. And that's it. But I don't know, but let, let's do this. Let's transition a little bit to, to a little more current day. So a couple things. I know we already mentioned the John Wall trade. The other thing that I wanted to get your take on, I think it's just a hilarious story, is just some of the Clippers drama coming out. And you guys might know the story. I know, like, where, which one? But you guys know might know the story better than I do. But I thought the story that came out about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard getting, all I saw was just special treatment in, like, in like special locker rooms and shit. Do you know mm-hmm. do you know details of what that actually meant? Or is that part of the story? Like it's that crazy. Yeah, it was just like, you know, them getting their own, you know, uh locker room treatment and them taking games off whenever they wanted to, mostly Kawhi. 
Mm. Um, but I'm pretty sure that was already established before Kawhi even got there, that Kawhi mm. needed time off. Um, and Kawhi needed games off. Uh, to me, it's Well, that I knew. Time off, yeah, everyone knew that narrative. But the other, like, just, I don't know. When I, maybe I just, I, this is where my mind went. But when I heard, the way they worded the article was like special treatment and like, what, like a female, like the female locker room or like the female, like, trainer room. My first thought was like, these guys have like strippers coming to a separate room. These guys are getting pulled off in there. Jesus. (laughs) And understandably, they might need a couple days off. They might need to recharge the batteries a little bit. But it's just such a weird, like, I think Kawhi is great, but he is climbing the ranks as I think an all time just weird dude, like in the NBA. Like, he's just a weirdo. You know, the. The more I see uh, stuff about um, Kawhi's uncle and all the demands that they made um, to get out of Toronto and they want a piece of ownership. And look, I understand it because if if LeBron can get away with it, because LeBron is doing it, then why not even, why not ask? Yeah. But Toronto wasn't going for something like that. And um, it looks like the Clippers seem to be going for stuff like that. I think the owner has more than enough money to not even care. Um, that a super dog gets to take a couple games off because it didn't matter in Toronto. I yeah. mean, he played 60 games maybe in for Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and he played injured throughout the entire playoffs and they still dominate, not dominated, but they won. They beat oh, Golden yeah. State, uh, injured Golden State, but they still won a championship. Yeah. Now, and, and at no part, if any of our life could we have thought that Toronto would be winning the championship. No, um, no, it was very surprising. So, um, the special treatment thing, I understand it. He's Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Paul George special treatment. I don't understand that. He's Paul George. We, we're not going to go that route. If Kawhi wants to some games off, I just saw him play hobble and beat Philly and beat who? Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, And he was clearly injured. He was limping back to the bench. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, Paul George didn't do any of that at any time. No. Paul George was more healthy and less productive. So yes, yes I, I think I think that's a fair uh, a fair ask. But yeah, I think he's just I don't know. I I've I I've never like really had a strong opinion on Paul George. I guess for last year, like good player, not really a Paul George fan or a Paul George hater, but just like the bubble just ex- exposed so many people because like there's yeah. nothing else to focus on. There's really no. There's no crowd. There's, it seemed like there was less media just because the media interviews were so like kind of strange with zoom and whatever. But uh, I don't know. It was very, very interesting to see Paul George sign for literally the highest amount of money he could legally sign for. Um, That's why I think the owner just don't care. It's just about (laughs) players happy and staying out the way and bringing as many star players as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, Because bringing in more star players, of course, means you have a better chance to win it. Yeah. I mean, you can look at the Lakers roster and see that they have two of the top five players in the league easily. Mm-hmm. But pretty much everybody else on there is not even top 50 in the mm-hmm. league. So mm-hmm. if you can win with two dominant players and a, yep. really a bunch of super role players, mm-hmm. like Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams, Pat Beverly are much higher level role players mm-hmm. than Jared Dudley, of course, and uh, sure. a lot of these casts like that. Um, so that's what made the Clippers loss even worse to me because yep, there's me no too. way you can have these caliber role players. The, the role, they're, high, they're, they're the best role players. They're yeah, definitely. Players. Definitely. Players yeah. Yeah. Um, and you mm-hmm. lose to the Nuggets. 
down from three one. It's out. Yeah, not a great look. Not a great look at all, and it, it's even worse because I hate the Lakers. Then mm. it, it made it look real easy, and it, it looks like LeBron has the, the the mental Jordan edge, where it looks like they're just scared to play against. It, mm-hmm. it, to me, it looks like they're scared to compete against LeBron, and AD gets the confidence off of that. When he yep. sees that scared, because when they're scared against LeBron, they're gonna be scared against everybody. And it mm-hmm. seems as though AD is getting that confidence that makes him dominate. Uh, his stats are, are he, he, I think he had every, uh, statistically, he was better in everything except assist in LeBron. So it's definitely mm-hmm. his team as well. But you can tell in the clutch time, when it's time to close, uh, that kicks in for LeBron. He just, he takes over. But it, it really looks like everybody is just scared of LeBron, to be quite yeah. honest. The Rockets were scared. They quit the game before they oh, yeah. the game. Yeah, that was a bullshit series. Which is, yeah, that was, mm. Which is hilarious mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that you could quit before the elimination game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it to me, it seems like people are running scared, and the West is not. The West doesn't look any more uh, dangerous than it did last year. It looks weak, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's gotten worse. I mean, you lost KD, you lost Westbrook. Uh, who else? You lost, the Rockets, you lost the Warriors. You lost the Rockets. Good point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Um, so you hmm. come back with the, the Nuggets. What's, what's the healthy squads that's coming back full from last year? The Nuggets, Utah. Um, Dallas. going to be a little bit better. Dallas. Portland, um, yeah. Portland. But none of those teams are. No, they're not going to beat the, anyone in the LA. Lakers, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm, I've, I've said this before. I think the most – intriguing team this year obviously for me is the nets i I just want to see what they look like and i don't know if you guys saw it today um i was just going i know they 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 had a preseason game today and oh my god i'd like to bring this up too i was seeing this the other day it's crazy like how different the hype between nfl preseason and nba preseason is nowadays like nfl preseason is just it's it's widely conceived as a joke we don't need these games the stats don't matter whatever LaMelo Ball has three assists in a preseason game and, and he's Magic Johnson. Like Kevin yeah. Durant nine points <laughs> yeah, today <laughs> and like it's MVP time. It's like, and it's crazy. Like actually not for nothing, the same thing in the bubble. Like remember they had those like scrimmage games in the bubble and they were on NBA TV. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? Bull like, Bull never, was about to be the rookie of the year. No shit, dude. It's like Bull Bull is going to, is turned into Hakeem Olajuwon like overnight. And Michael it's, Porter it's Jr. Crazy. was Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see the Nets just because from a pure chemistry logistics standpoint, and not to mention the Harden factor, because I I feel like the longer preseason goes without Harden making a move, like the more uncomfortable it's going to be. Yeah, unless like a clear narrative comes out, like unless literally Steve Nash or whoever comes out and says like we're not interested in James Harden. Great, let's move on. But until then, and it's going to be really uncomfortable for that team, for a team who I don't think can handle uncomfortableness, you yeah. know, like Kyrie especially. But um, anyway, I, think- I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's going to be – I mean, I'm, I'm extremely excited for this season. Fans or no fans. Like, I think there's a lot of storylines that – I think the short pre- the short offseason helped too because it's like, dude, like I remember like yesterday watching Lakers Heat games in the finals. Mm-hmm. Literally, what, two or three months ago? felt like like two weeks ago, so – We'll see. Like usually like if you end the season with like some bad blood or whatever, the off season's long enough where you can squash it. Now it's almost like a brief like intermission and like we're picking the shit right back up in like a week or two. So 
I don't know. We'll see. But so, so my bad. I mean, to cut you off. Go ahead. I know you wanted to transition to something. No, I want to, um, I want to talk about Wody's team, the Pelicans. First of mm. all, uh, a couple of days ago, I saw that you, you tweeted Ingram greater than Tatum. So my first oh, question boy. is, are you, <laughs> do you typically tweet when you're drunk or you get hacked? Is that yes. like a one-time thing? Yes. Uh, I took oh, several shots of Everclear and I put that out there. <laughs> Look, I know no, no, he's go not ahead. better. I know he's not better, but you know, I got to put that out there for, you know, I got to put it out there just to, yeah. Show some respect to the Pelicans. Let them know we're coming. Tatum did he win most of the player? Or no? Yes. Yeah. He did, right? He had a great season. Yeah, he's he not a bomb. He was yeah. He was definitely, uh, to go back to Houston, highest in the room when he accepted the award, too. <laughs> did you see that video? I yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> Bro, That's he funny. was on Pluto when he took that, when he uh, accepted that award. And I think it was on. Oh, I didn't um, see that. <laughs> I think they put it on Inside the NBA. And it oh, was boy. just such a joke because, bro, it didn't even look like he was fully aware of what he was accepting. <laughs> He's always like that, dude. He must be like, he must keep an edible or something like some gummy bears in his pocket. Mm. He's, he, he's always looking like that. I don't know what's mm. up with him. Even the waiters pack. <laughs> See, that's why they got to legalize it. Cause they don't want, they're like, yo, if Dion waiters want to OD on a plane, if you want to yeah. sleep for 16 hours, yeah. just leave, just let him, you know, they have to suspend him. They have to do all this, mm. but yeah. Um, our legal team yeah. can't keep up with this anymore. <laughs> well, if it's becoming legal everywhere, then you might as well just you You're know. Good. Yeah, and right. if dudes rich anyway, and you have mm-hmm. franchises in the states that legalize it, so right, you know, mm-hmm. you might as well just you know, why penalize them for something that's legal? You don't do it with alcohol. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's um, no harm. So like, just fucking. It's two thousand twenty. The- they're they're acting right. like. They're acting like people the way people treated cigarettes in the 50s when people didn't yeah, know it was bad. It's good like point. The reverse. Weed is not bad. Let's right. just fucking get it over with and make it like not a thing anymore. It's crazy. Well, it's like the guys on um oh, fuck. uh the all the smoke guys, Matt Barnes and Steven Jack, they talk all the time. Like, like they'll pump you full of every pill they can possibly give you. Yeah. But you 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 take a piss test with a little bit of THC, like you're you're popped for 10 games minimum. It, which is silly. Like it's crazy. NFL is even worse, obviously, because it's a higher impact sport, but it's the same, same theory. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, they're not doing any drug testing this year, so it's free, free, nah. free for all. Ingram got those. Um, I used to think that T-Mac like in his prime had the sleepiest eyes. Ingram <laughs> got the sleep. Ingram has the Sleepy sleepiest Tracy. eyes in the league. No. Well, T-Mac got two problems. He got this sleeping and a little, you know, <laughs> They're a little yeah. loopy too, <laughs> so they look they look even crazy when they're low and looking both ways. They look a little crazy, but Ingram got it. Like, let's get into Ingram, right? Let's get into Tatum too because I like Tatum. Mm. I really like Tatum. I thought Tatum was the truth since um since the he truth. boomed on LeBron since he yep. just dunked on LeBron in the playoffs because and it's not even dunking on LeBron, right? It's just the intensity he showed after when he kind of pushed off him. I was like, okay, he has the dog in him because you don't see a lot of the dog in a lot of players. Um, yep. You see it in Westbrook every single game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see it in John Morant. Um, you see it in you see it in Tatum. You see it in in Tyler Hero. You see it in Bam. You just see mm-hmm. that they just dare to play. You know that it's 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 not there for anything else except the hoop. And yeah. um, I think you start to see that with Ingram. I start I think he started to look a lot more comfortable. Um, with them with, without Zion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to have a bigger role now with us not having Drew. 
Um, yeah. But they also got to take on more defensively without us having Drew because Drew was the Drew was the defense. Whatever little bit of defense we had, it was only Drew because our defense <laughs> crashed toward the end. Um, yeah. Hmm. So did they, you, they really um, don't have to adjust. Yeah. Did you did you go going into the bubble? Were you pretty confident about the Pelicans making the eight seed or no? no? Really? Hmm. No. I, I already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. I, I knew. Were. I remember the schedules came out, and the Pelicans had a pretty cake schedule, and the yeah. Grizzlies I remember was like pretty tough, but still got to win the games. So <laughs> you know I, mean? I knew I knew it was too easy when I saw the yeah, schedule. It's like nothing. Point. You know, it's never too easy for me. For the New Orleans basketball fans, we don't get it this easy. So. Uh, I figured somebody was going to be hurt or out of shape. Um, and it, it looked mm. like it was a little bit of a, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, because to me, it seemed like the bubble was only there. They only made the bubble for two teams, us yep. and the Lakers. Yep. Um, Good point. And it don't look like the Lakers wanted to be there. So, yeah, I, I knew, you know, Zion didn't even have a haircut. So I already knew what was going on. <laughs> he had a, he had a, a nappy fro, a, a flat top or whatever. You coming yes. there with no cut, then you you know you're not even prepared to do nothing. So, yeah, <laughs> pandemic. They're rich. They can still get ball, but that don't matter. But mm-hmm. um, he needed a barber to cut all the fat out of his diet. Mm, good one. Had a little baby fat on him. <laughs> a little baby fat on him. You know, this is probably is this the only time we've ever seen this with any superstar player when they're just when they're their shape or their their diet besides at this young Shaq was way further along yeah um because by the time Shaq got with the Lakers he was already like year nine year eight no yeah. well it was something like that. that a little before that but yeah I think there. he got there like 98 right so it probably was yeah. just six to seven or something like that yeah um but he didn't have tr- he had tremendous weight issues because he was over 300 but he wasn't anything like Dang. this this is mm. this is a lot different but- this is your first year the he only also, comparison I can think of is Chuck Barkley. Maybe, yeah. but like they, they, when they were drafted, they, when Shaq was drafted, he didn't look like Shaq on the Lakers. Yeah, like there true, was man. a clear climb there. And Zion is starting there. Like he was drafted heavy. Sha- yeah. Like Shaq, you watch Shaq on the Magic? He He's was, running. he was a freak. Yeah, yeah. He was going full court. He was a phys- He was, he was what Zion thinks he is, I think, or yeah. what people think Zion is. Zion is not Shaq in Orlando, no, not, not even close. Like He's physically not. and like, you know, talent wise, but still like Shaq slowly, but surely just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Zion kind of has to work backwards. I think Charles Barkley too. Charles Barkley wasn't a big dude in Philly. Like when he was first drafted. Well, they made him lose the weight when he got in. Cause he was, yeah. say he was 300. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Um, which, and they made him get down to like two, si- 270. That is fucking crazy. Wow. Like, I don't care how tall you are. Three bills playing basketball <laughs> is big. Like that's tough. But playing playing quick, forty minutes a game at three bills. Three bills, man. He was a fast motherfucker for three bills. That's what I he mean. Was. It's extremely impressive. And then people wonder why Shaq had knee problems his whole fucking career, yeah. <laughs> jumping up and down on three hundred pounds. Yeah. And Shaq seven three. Yeah, exactly. It's and even crazy. his prime weight. And I would say his Laker weight would be the prime weight. So he's probably like mm-hmm. 310. And That's large. he was probably a little bit lower on um, for Phoenix because they made him get in shape. Yeah. And also Miami. Yeah. So he's probably Miami, definitely. approaching 300 in those. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a lot of stress for a big, a big person. We don't see a lot of tall people, you know, a lot of tall centers last that long. 
now that's so, skinny. You know, Kareem is just a freak. Yeah. No, any seven footer now is is a stick. It's yeah. Cape, it's Porzingis. It's if you consider Durant right up there, it's like they're they're freakishly tiny. Yeah. Some might what? argue it's better for him. Woody, um, so you've only lived in New Orleans and Houston your whole life, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I've never been to New Orleans. I don't think Dan, you haven't, right? New Orleans, no. Okay. So knowing that it is like such a party central, party city, whatever, if it has that reputation, why do you think it hasn't become a a hot spot for NBA free agents? Because like the guys like the nightlife. And unless there's something I don't know, what's it's not that type of nightlife. No. Um, yeah, it's a different type of nightlife. Mm-hmm. And also New Orleans is a, a football town. You know, there's some towns yeah. it's just football towns. <clears throat> New Orleans is a football town. It's not a basketball place. We've had basketball three times. We had the Jazz in the 70s, 80s. We lost that. We had the Hornets. We lost it. We got another one back. We're probably going to lose this one. Uh, this is just, it's a football town. The Dome runs the place. Um, yeah. if, if Google Superdome and Smoothie King Center. The Superdome looks like it is three times as big as a Smoothie King Center. They're right next to each other. Mm. It looks three times bigger. Um, it's just a football town. Some places just football town. Texas is a football state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why they're still wishy-washy when it comes to other sports, basketball, baseball. Mm-hmm. With the Rangers, it's nothing to call about anyway, but the Astros, they're winning none. But like I said before, when it wasn't winning, it was empty. And, and right. football, this may be even a, a football-only thing where the fans are just more loyal, whether they're winning or, or losing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Well, in Boston, I mean, y'all, y'all was winning for the, the 2000s, but the 90s, Mm-hmm. wasn't a you know i guess late 90s wasn't a winning time no no not at all but i'm, I'm sure the games were still packed because sometimes you're just a football or basketball town yeah. it just might be a, a sports town la is not a sports town at all for anything except the lakers um Correct. nobody likes to go to the rams games nobody goes to the Chargers games mm-hmm. um they do a little bit of baseball just because the dodgers are winning but i yeah. just think some towns are just football yeah, towns sense. sports towns it's just like that that makes yeah, sense. Is it yeah. is it LSU down there too? Is LSU yeah, but that's Baton in New Orleans? That's Baton Rouge. Yeah. Is that that's where's that in relation to New Orleans? I mean, it's an hour away. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, college sports, the fanatics for college sports is a lot different, right? Than that's any true. other than anything else. Because I would say after NFL, the college football fanatics will probably be second as far as team mm-hmm. loyalty. They're there, whether they lose or not, and everything else. Um, yeah, basketballs. We're kind of fickle because we're more. Um, it's more individuals. Mm-hmm. So, like, people – I used to watch bowl games all the time because I just want to see Jordan. Right. We see disgustingly grown people follow LeBron from Jersey to Jersey, <laughs> um, which is, you know, this is it's mm-hmm. amazing to me that grown men can go from Cleveland, a Cleveland jersey, to a Miami jersey, back to a Cleveland jersey, mm-hmm. and then a Lakers jersey. Like, you got four different types of jersey for one grown man. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't do that, in, you know, we don't do that in football. We don't do that in nah. other sports. So I think it could be a, a basketball-related thing, but it's not a basketball town. What, what was what was the vibe like when you when um, y'all drafted Zion? Or even when you found out you had the number one pick? To me, I was excited. I mean, people yeah. were excited because they, they knew they could start going to games. Right. Um, because nobody really went to see AD. Um, it's probably sure. another reason why Bright left. You know, a lot of our games was empty and shit too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was excitement, but like I said, it's 
those games wasn't like packed either. Like those games wasn't sold out. The Zion games wasn't sold out. Right. They're playing Milwaukee. The game yeah. wasn't sold out for Giannis. Yeah. They're playing LeBron. It's gonna be sold out for LeBron. Yeah. Um, okay. But no, that makes sense. It's just not I that type of city. Even like during the lottery, like it just felt like such a deflating like thing when the Pelicans got number one instead of who else, like the Knicks or I don't even remember who else was in the lottery that year. But even like me as a general fan with no ties whatsoever, I was like, oh, it sucks. Like it would have been cool to see Zion in a big marketplace. Yeah. I I would argue New Orleans is probably maybe not the last, but definitely the bottom five of like relevant, like, you know what I mean? Like, like household name franchises in the NBA. I don't think most people sell the team. Yeah. I think I could fix I think I could fix the Pelicans. I got I got three things that I could do. Move out of that arena. Mm. Uh, or at least change the name of the arena from the Smoothie King Center. That won't happen. Um, uh, <laughs> change the uniforms and the colors. I like the uniforms. You don't like the uniforms? I don't mind the uniforms. I don't like the the navy blues with the gold. I think the okay. biggest thing is I don't like that they're I don't like that they chose Pelican as their mascot. Very strange mascot. Very strange mascot. Yeah. Very, <laughs> I mean, it's the state bird, but who chooses oh, the state okay. bird? Oh, that's true. Fair, yeah. Who chooses the state bird? We got that's a strange state. state bird, too. That's like a wild animal. Usually a state bird is like a well, we got swamps and shit. That's true. I guess <laughs> it's pretty fitting then. We got swamps and shit. Yeah, that's why it's a state bird. Do you the, are there a lot of pelicans down there? Like, yeah. do you see pelicans on a f- rather frequently? Yeah, Just I see them in the city. Not, not in the city, but you can see them. Yeah, they're all over. I don't know if I've seen one. Here's like a question. Finding Nemo like pelican that can scoop like multiple <laughs> species at once. Yeah, you just see him eating fish. Yeah. Mm. Did you guys oh. ever have um well one thing I always noticed, I thought that the the lighting in the arena was kind of dim. Maybe that's just how it looks on TV. But the other thing is, do they because we were talking to Tyler recently and Hawks games have mid like halftime performers. Do you guys have that just being in New Orleans? Halftime yeah. like, rap shows and shit? Yeah, like Manny Fresh and Cash Money, New Limit, yeah, they always do it. Um, That's like so the sick. Night, opening night, they had Cash Money. They had Juvenile and, um, and Manny Fresh was there for, mm. for opening night. So, yeah, we do it all the time. But like I said, it's just not a it's just not a sports town. This is the third time we had a team. Yeah. It's, fourth and it's the third time. Who gets three chances? Um, right. <laughs> who gets three chances to have a team? We, mm-hmm. in 05, we almost lost the Hornets to OKC. That's how we. That's how they knew OKC should should have an NBA team, because the Hornets after Katrina played in Oklahoma City, and yep. actually the Saints played football up there too. And actually yep. the Saints played football in San Antonio, because mm. the San Antonio was going to take the Saints over, because they didn't know if they actually wanted to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how they knew OKC could have basketball. But I mean, the OKC crowds are way more passionate than our crowds. They're one of the most passionate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. League. For sure. Um, our crowds look like nothing. Yeah. Uh, in comparison, it's not even close. So we'll be mm-hmm. losing it soon. I hope Seattle can get them another team. They mm-hmm. deserve one. Uh, their fan base deserve one. It looks like they actually want one. So they didn't want to lose their first team. Yeah. So they, they deserve one. And more than likely, it'll be ours. Um, the best is just know how to run football and they're barely not to do that these days. Hmm. Yeah, I remember they they were called like for that year and a half, whatever it was, the the Nook City Hornets, right? N O O K 
city. Oh, that's a strange town. <laughs> yeah. Was that Chris Paul? That was yeah. Chris Paul Hornets, right? Yeah, that's why I hate that it. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chris Paul. But um, switching yeah, gears. Well, it's yeah. not a football town. I'm sorry. I mean, it's not no, a basketball. Not a bas- town. Yeah, that makes it's sense. A, it's a purely football town, mm-hmm. from top to bottom. Keeping it New Orleans. Um, I you've been on record as saying that Lil Wayne. This is 2018. Remember mm. that uh, that one of the episodes I listened to, Lil Wayne was the best rapper. Mm. What do we? Which which I think a lot of people would agree with. Um, I'm I'm a big Lil Wayne fan. Having seen the recent picture of him where he made a visit to a uh, certain <laughs> a certain shaped uh, office. Yeah, Chester <laughs> Cheeto himself. What are your thoughts in uh, reference to that? All right, so that statement you made. That I made no longer counts for anything at all. It means absolutely nothing. Big uh, he's, gotcha. he's nothing. He's nothing. Yeah. Hmm. Would you even listen to him anymore? In the trash. No. No. You what put on a red hat. That was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Put on a red hat. with Don. Yeah. So did you? Was there any inkling about that relationship prior to that picture? No. It's one of the most surprising and dumb. No shit. Like that was so weird. At least like him and Kanye, it was like a slow build, right? They'd like do a few things here and there. That was just like, I open up Twitter and it's like, I almost thought it was like a Photoshop, like some kid just like fucking around. And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. And then I look at who it was from, 45 himself. (laughs) You would have thought that fucking outfit was Photoshopped onto his body. (laughs) (laughs) His Ron Weasley sweater, oversized. Yeah, that was strange. Well, that was a strange afternoon. I can do this with artists. I do it all the time. Well, we mm-hmm. can just, I can just be done with it. Um, I don't, yeah. the separating the art from the whatever, I, I just can't do that. It's just not one of my things. So mm-hmm. Kanye, we're done. R. Kelly, we've been done. Wayne, mm-hmm. done. Ice Cube, done. Mm-hmm. And we just, we just move on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm getting more and more into politics because I think it's more, it's most important now to do it more than anything. Yep. Whether, you know, whatever side you pick, whatever side you vote on, obviously, mm-hmm. if I think you vote on one side, you may be a little off, mm-hmm. but that's still your choice. I think it's important for all of us to get in politics. I think Wayne jumped on the, the, the Trump thing because I think he thinks Trump can do something for him and the, the case he has pending right now. And I think mm. that maybe they could have helped him because he had a, a gun no and drug that. charges and it's now only gun charges. So if they find you with Jesus cocaine, Christ. pills, and everything else, and a gun, and they only mm-hmm. charge you for a gun, you uh, probably talk to somebody nice. Mm. If he did that for that, then I understand it. But mm. to me, it's still selling out. Um, but that's on him, so it don't it don't matter. But yeah, yeah that I, statement no longer true. Okay, I don't even remember the context around it. Like, what was the context around the picture? Was that him just basically coming out saying I'm I'm supporting? No, he was up there um, doing a fake handshake thing with uh, mm-hmm. them and like I think Jerry Kushner was up there too. Um, mm-hmm. and he was like, uh, he heard us out. So I'm not sure what oh, okay. political plan that little Wayne and Ice Cube <laughs> have, <laughs> right? Um, that they <laughs> think that in the name of the American people or, or for Black people, they think they can go up there and present something. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, not the case. Dummies. Yeah. Dummies. Real dummies. 
So that's interesting. So let's switch gears. Speaking of Jared Kushner and Lil Wayne, um, news came out recently about potential aliens besides those two being on planet earth. I don't know if you saw the story. It was like, I think it was like an Israeli, what was this guy's title? Something to do with space. <laughs> he was the, the former like director of defense specifically in relation to space. He was like the star Wars representative. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I, whatever, like basically saying, yeah, these dudes are here. They've been here. Trump knows they're here. Um, I'll hang up and listen. Like pretty much is what it came down to. Do you think there's any legitimacy to that story? Like, do you think yeah. there's? Yeah. I, I, thank you. I've always said this. I think you have to be. All this time. Yeah, I think you have to be incredibly naive to think that the planet we live on is the only. Oh yeah. You know. You know what I mean? Only thing with with people like us in in the existence of life. That's just such a crazy concept to me that you would think that's true. Yeah, um, makes sense. So I don't know. I, I'm excited to see. And we talked last time on one of our episodes. It's like, as long as it's like, you know, and people always do to like fucking movies from like the fifties, people think aliens on planet earth means like a war. I, I travel quite frequently before the pandemic. Like they just might, they might, the way we travel to Florida and California, aliens might travel from like planet to planet or like galaxy to galaxy. If it's a peaceful thing, they just want to come down and chill. I'm fine with the new species, you know, whatever. But when is it ever peaceful? You know? Well, I don't know. That's what we have to wait and see. <laughs> when, do, I don't... when do new humans visit any other new land and they yeah. bring, you know, peace? Yeah, Not, that's, but that's humans, but that seems to be a a, a, a nature thing. But yeah. obviously, they're probably, I would think that they're far beyond regular thinking and mm-hmm. feelings if they're able to space travel. I think if they met with people <laughs> from our, if they met with people from our current administration, I think they would be confident that like, yeah, like we're good here. Like we are the superior intelligent. Yes. Yeah. Like we can just do whatever we want. If they showed up here and they say, okay, this is no rush. Your most developed country, your mm-hmm. most developed country with your most developed leaders. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that could probably still be us. Yes. Unfortunately. Yes. Um, and that would mean that we would instantly have to go to war because there's no way they would mm-hmm. come to our planet and say, hey, you guys have been here for this amount of time. You have this amount of resources currently available. You've used this amount of resources and it hasn't gone to anything really productive if you mm-hmm. kind of think about it, right? So just the United States, we got a whole bunch of countries. We got Russia, China, a whole bunch of money. Sure. We spend trillions on like missiles and shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can spend something else on something else. Like we can, there's so many regular things that we can solve and figure out. I'm sure we could with just regular money. And yeah, aliens, I would definitely like this motherfucker. But I, I do hmm. uh, 100% believe it because they, they leaked something. They did the, the Area 51 leak a couple months yeah. ago or last year. Yeah. But they leaked something before that. They've been slowly. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. always. The FK files. Yeah, yeah. Um, they leaked all of that stuff. So, to me, he just kind of throws it out and people don't follow it because we're so in tune with the big news. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they've been leaking that stuff out. Aliens, absolutely. This place mm-hmm. is too weird to think pyramids, there's no way. There's no yeah. way pyramids is just yeah. people. Not like those shit, things dude. weigh like two tons a piece. Yeah. Pulley systems and two tons a piece for something that's what? Uh, other things like two, three hundred feet high? I mean, that doesn't, to me, that's. Mm. I haven't thought about pyramids in some time. Yeah, 
I have some questions. I don't know who has the answers, but I have some questions. Then there's like those weird monolith things that have been showing up like throughout the country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't didn't place uh, them there, so I don't really know where they came from. I mean, we just got a whole bunch of weird shit. You know, I think a lot of the stuff we have on the, as far as like natural, it's from um, like natural disasters and, you know, Mm -hmm. erosion and the mountains and all this crazy shit that the planet just does what it does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the pyramids, there's no way. I, I can't believe people just regular people. We couldn't we could do it now, but it would be way harder to do it now. Yes. Than it was they had a regular pulley system. We have cranes and shit. And mm-hmm. that's it still would take years and years to do. So yeah, aliens, I'm I'm always in. I'm definitely in on aliens. Air 51 is okay. being blocked off with armed guards for all this time for a reason. Um fair enough. Good. So when I, like it. I, I was going to say, when the pandemic's over, I don't know if me, you and Dan get a couple tickets out to uh, a 51 and see what, oh, see what's yeah. up. Yeah. Not getting shot. Yeah. They're definitely going to shoot all three of us. Um, mm-hmm. On site. On site. Yeah. yeah quick it's, fade. it's a highly um, sophisticated place. I've seen it before. I've been uh, I've not been there, but I've seen it like how they keep it. Yeah. They, they, they're not playing any games. Hmm. Yeah, you're not coming close to that thing. You remember That's when that was a- figure out when people going to run to it? Like what they were actually going to do? Oh, I, they, oh, I remember that now. Yeah, they're going to oh shoot God. you. No shit. They're actually willing to shoot you. Like it's not. It's that type of place. Of course they're they are. They have military grade weapons. Yeah, you're going on shot. demand. <laughs> yeah. I want to see how that play it out. Like if, Me if too. hundreds of people going to do this. Um, yeah, I've been fun to watch. That well. For anyone who forgot what fucking pre-pandemic life was like yeah i want to say that was around september of last year where remember remember when that was like remember when we could just i don't know kind of laugh at dumb shit like that and we didn't have to worry about real shit like we do this year and Mm -hmm. it was um people wanted to do that that run from anime into area 51 they wanted to run like the anime character where it's like the naruto run yeah with like your hands behind your back and they wanted to see like maybe the, maybe we'll be fast enough to uh i don't know dodge the bullets or something but mm. target yeah. practice one of the worst decisions i've ever heard somebody attempt to make yeah, it's yeah. Terrible. <laughs> horrible i would agree another question i i saw you bring up and you me and dan actually went back and forth a little bit on this on twitter um, about how fucking people in the the 1800s must have smelled like hot garbage on a summer Dude, day. There's no Let's way. Let's get it. into it. <laughs> okay, so w- soap and deodorant. There's no way none of that is even like close to being. No, not even on the any, drawing board. Like, all right, let's think of like. I'm not sure how old y'all are. When I was a kid, I'm 33. When I was a kid, we had like roll-on deodorant, right? Yeah. Roll-on deodorant didn't work at all. <laughs> uh, I was like 10 years old putting that shit on and it yeah. melted away in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm 31 and I, well, we both are. I don't remember yeah. what that is. You don't remember roll-on deodorant? It's no, just describe deodorant, that. But it has the roll-on ball on it. Yeah, I remember that. Instead of the, instead of the um, I don't know what like the, the bar. Yeah. Instead of the bar, it's just a yeah. rolling pad and it had the deodorant sent on the pad and you just, it just it's very strange. Across. Yeah, um, I didn't buy into that it. That stuff didn't last in comparison to you know the stuff we have now. Mm-hmm. So two hundred years ago, Mm-mm. soap. I mean, what did they use? I don't even know what. Well, I mean Is that. This. What are they using? What kind yeah. of soap? Something like that. 
That looks kind of suspect, a, but it's either a dildo or a <laughs> deodorant. You can't really tell. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a ball. It just continually rolls. Yeah, it's just a roll-on ball. But the other thing okay. is, like, I'm sure these people all had maybe max like two sets of clothing, two or three sets of clothing. Max, so you're not yeah. doing laundry. You're not daily like refreshing yourself. You might bathe. I don't know. Every now and then. Like, I'm trying to think. When I was a little kid, I would take a bath once every, I don't know, a couple of days, two or three days. So I'm assuming it's way less back in the day. That's so yeah, people stunk. Body, people yeah. stunk. Their breath probably stunk. You ate shit and you didn't brush your teeth. Um, I'm not sure what, I don't even know what like the toiletry situation Pre- was. Presidents yeah. had like fucking wooden teeth. <laughs> for real? They had like for table real? legs for teeth, yeah, like chair dude. legs for teeth. Dude, and then when you took a shit, if you lived on the second floor, you just threw it out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. operating that's all right. Hey, that's, hey, that's standard. Let it roll. <laughs> Yeah, that's just, you know, help the grass grow. That's all right right there. That's okay. That was uh, the, throwing shit out the window. Yeah. I don't want to throw too much judgment on that. But <laughs> I know there's no fluoride. There's no, like, what are right. you brushing your no. teeth with? There's no, you know, nobody knows what that is. Mm-hmm. Who we, who, when it was toothbrush? Who yeah, I know. Toothbrush? That's got to be, like, when early 1900s, I'm guessing. The toothbrush, if I had to guess. I would I feel tooth... Toothbrush and toothpaste, I would hope, would come out around the same time. Uh, shit, at least one of them. <laughs> exactly. I'd, I'd, I'd argue the toothpaste is a little more important. Who invented the toothbrush and when was it invented? Yes, please. I thought it was somewhere in like South America or something like that. <laughs> the answer, according to quote-unquote various peoples, is 1938. That seems a little late to me. World War II? That's real late, dude. That's real late. Yeah, that's late. However, however, early forms of the toothbrush have been in existence since 3000 BC. Ancient civil- civilization used the chew stick, which was a thin twig with a frayed end. These chew sticks were rubbed against the teeth. That seems counterproductive. That can't that be better than not brushing your teeth. No. <laughs> Taking a stick and just <laughs> running it through your mouth. <laughs> I assume it was probably some person that like had a mint leaf. Yeah, okay. And, like, Chewed on, chewed on it, and you know they felt a, a yeah. fresh breath feeling from a mint leaf, and yeah, it just yeah. moved on from there. Okay, yeah, yeah. I feel like but the like, first dude who really came out with like a fresh set of brush teeth, fresh yeah. teeth was just a killer. Like so, for a short period of time. If there was this thinking in eighteen hundreds, right? Mm-hmm. Think of like year three hundred, like Alex uh, was Alexander the Great. 300 it's like 500 something like that people live till like 20 yeah what the fuck were they doing they were like shitting in in i don't know what they were doing they would just do it it was probably just part of life you'd stop system like old Mm -hmm. roman um they had the the toilet system Mm -hmm. but jesus christ yeah because regular motherfuckers out here stinking today bad (laughs) i'd love to find well, unfortunately, it's before like like a, like a legit firsthand documentary from that time would be so dope. But obviously, then that's impossible. Even just like a legit like I've always wondered too, like how we have history of things from literally like three thousand BC because it's all based on people talking, writing it down, someone finding it, adding to it. Not only adding to it, but telling the other person, you know what I mean? It's just like this ongoing layering of stories. It's a lot of lying motherfuckers too, yeah. That's what I mean. We yeah. have no idea what anything was like. I'd argue as recent as like two or 300 years ago. I have yeah. no idea. 
1800s like because everything in a history book is a painting or like a fucking drawing you can paint whatever you want now like the ball don't lie like there's no escaping everything's on a camera phone like just think about you know how how recent um the stuff we enjoy today mm-hmm. how recent mm-hmm. all of it is i was tweeting about it the other day like cell phones yeah, yeah. i got my oh, yeah. first smartphone in 2000 Maybe eight. Well, I don't think I will count um, the, the next tail of chirps as smartphones. I don't. I don't count those as smartphones. No. That's more like two thousand six. So two thousand, uh-huh. I guess ten or eleven, when you get music on your phone and different things like that. But I mean, that was a that was a long time ago. I mean, it's yeah. not a long time ago. But think about how far we've come in the last ten years mm. uh, in comparison to you know eighteen hundreds or you know whatever right. else they were doing. Well, now it's just like everything, not even the cell phone, but just in general, like everything being documented. Everything yeah. is documented now. That's as recent as like 10, maybe even like five years, really. Like 10 years ago, yeah, we had smartphones, we had Facebook. But more recently, we've seen it this year more than ever. Like Twitter is really the go-to real time. Like when I'm looking for news, I go to Twitter because it's like yeah. someone can post this. I can see a tweet that says like posted 56 seconds ago. You know what I mean? And it's someone in DC marching around or something like that. Like everything is recorded now. And you see it like come back to haunt people too. Like in athletes specifically, one of my biggest, like my biggest pet peeves, if you want to call it that is sports drafts where the first thing you'll see a player will get drafted Twitter refresh five seconds later. Here's a bunch of suspect shit. This kid tweeted 15, 20 years ago. That is like the most, that is so like beyond infuriating, like, it's crazy because you can't do that with anyone else before this year because it doesn't didn't exist. Like Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley definitely could have said some shit when they were teenagers. Doesn't matter because you know Twitter wasn't there. You know, and, and granted, sometimes it's 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 legit. Like if they say truly, like you know, like racial or hateful or something bad, that's fine. That it's being brought up, but it's like, okay, this kid, a twenty two year old college graduate, I wouldn't hold to the same standard when he was fucking twelve. I think 12, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. And it's one and, of the sadder parts of like the, the Twitter world now. And that's kind of the pushback on, um, on uh, cancel culture. And that's one of my pushbacks. Exactly that's my only is. pushback yeah. on, because uh, I do believe even myself included, if you say stupid shit, you deserve mm-hmm. at least to get humiliated by it. Yeah, that's like, fine. At the very least, if you know, I may not want you to lose your job, but I can at least call you a dumbass for yeah. a long amount of time for doing this. Um, but when there's no context to a statement or what you're mm-hmm. accusing somebody of, mm-hmm. um, that's when it becomes dangerous because sure. 2011, you know, people always talk about 2011, Twitter, whatever. We were a lot dumber back then. There's a lot of words I used back I then agree. I don't use now. I was still a grown ass man then, but yeah. you get smarter and there's still yeah. a lot of things you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't use, um. Mm-hmm. And it can be small words. Uh, I barely say a bitch mm-hmm. uh, anymore like I used to, you know, eight or nine years ago. It's just yep. it's not for any other reason. I just decided to I could insult people with better words that I didn't have yeah. to curse them out. I can. Well, you're more mature. Like that makes perfect yeah. sense. People 100 percent like definitely like I think one of the worst things I do is like if I go on like Facebook memories or some shit like some of the stuff I put not that it's like bad, but just like the way I talked and like carried myself like yeah. 10 years ago it's like dude this guy's a fucking loser like i would not yeah. want to be friends with this douchebag it's just this is what it is and again it, it it to your point like yes there are some things 
you know what I mean? Like stories coming out about like R. Kelly or something like that. Yeah, no shit. Like that's a bigger deal. Like this, yeah. fuck this guy, you know what I mean? But I don't know, someone coming out and trying to think of an example, but just saying something stupid. It's like, okay, I get it, but let's move on. But anyway, the point is everything is archived now. There's no yeah. escaping anything you've ever said ever one way or the other, which is, can be good, can be bad. But I think it also helps people to your point, be a little more relevant now. Like if I know everything I'm saying and one where those are going to be recorded, probably going to watch my mouth a little bit more than, you know, yeah. just like whatever, but it, it, it forces you to get smarter It forces you sure. to uh, use different words. It just yeah. forces you to just become more, uh, more mm-hmm. mature. You know, it's a lot of yeah. things I learned um, just from, you know, Twitter, I would say being around people, but you're not around people on Twitter, but you might as well be around them when you, you hear around and talking. Yeah. It's it basically how it is, you know, so learning all these words that, you know, uh, I thought were regular words and were regular words to me growing up, not curse words, just, you know, mm-hmm. small shit. You know, it, it hurts people's feelings. All right, cool. Yeah. I, I can insult people with other words that are not those words. Um, yeah. And finding ways to insult people is something I like to do. So, hey, <laughs> especially in the workplace, you know, you can say certain words that are trigger a certain person. Like, mm-hmm. I know this motherfucker just called me stupid, but I can't really say it <laughs> because yeah, yeah. he said it in such a sly way. Yeah. But that's the, that's the type of insults. Uh, I think are just they hit a lot more for me. It's a lot better. It, even like TV shows, like I'll go back and watch like The Office, which I think at the time and even now, that was like a primetime eight o'clock cable network show not that it was like tvma bad but you'll watch some like steve carell episodes and it's like you definitely can't say that anymore (laughs) like it's not it's not he's not dropping like you know you know f-bombs or you know n-word obviously or anything like that but it's like yeah that wouldn't fly anymore but 14 year old me 10 years ago or 20 you know 20 year old me was probably like oh this is the funniest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it's just a cost of getting smarter. You know, it's just a right. cost of getting smarter. It's just a cost of just evolution. Yeah. Um, it's just how things go. Look at the shit on TV. Because actually the shit on TV is way worse than what we used mm-hmm. to watch. People are saying like shit on TNT. You can say shit. Good yeah. point. Actual um, like censorship. Yeah, 100%. FX so, is like HBO pretty much now. Yeah. Crazy. Like the censorship is somehow extended. Yeah. But what we say is mm. not as extended as anymore, but the shit on TV, you know, you can do whatever you want on TV. I was watching the yeah. UFC. It's cursing up a storm on ESPN. Yeah. They didn't bleep it out. Yeah. They, they just pay a fine after and it, it just is what it is. So, um, mm. hey, I don't mind. It's, it's a little evolution for me. Shit. That's that's what I don't understand either. And that's a really good point because a lot of times like you even see commercials that are a little more scandalous than before or like sexually suggestive shit like that. Um, but actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought up UFC because you're you're a huge UFC guy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. More than, I like UFC more than regular fucking sports these days, to be honest. So if, so, I mean, I pretty much don't really know much about UFC at all. So, like, what would you say to someone like me to to? kind of sell me on it and like i've been meaning to watch more of it but what's like the biggest draw or what do you like about it the most just how like raw and, and tough it is it's just the best people fight the best people that's that's basically what it is if you notice um if you remember boxing you know not remember boxing it's not like we was fucking not like we 60 years old is it but boxing in the 60s and 70s you heard about foreman and ali and ali and frazier and ali and stunning listen they all fought each other because they were the best of the best. 
And when you when you want to say you're the best, you fight the best. Whether you're in your prime or you're not in your prime, or it's better when you're in your prime. 80s boxing is the same way. Um, Sugar Ray Leonard, um, um, Hagler, Hearns, they all fought each other. Boxing this way is not really that way. In the UFC, it is their way. Uh, the best fighters ever, they have some losses behind their names, but because you have to play the best people, you have to fight the best people. So to me, every fight is like the playoff. There's no regular season. Um, so that's why it's, it's just a lot more intense. And you get to see the best people playing every time. Um, not playing, I always say playing, but fighting. Uh, no matter what, the best people are fighting each other. And I, I really, I really like that. And MMA fans don't care about losses um, because they understood the, the, the schedule that you had to, to get to a championship. They understand that. So that's what I would say would be the best thing about the UFC is because of the competition. It's nothing but competition every time. Uh, no matter if you turn on a free show on ESPN or if you watch pay per view, it's not like I work for fucking UFC now, but it's just it's just competition all the time. I, I really appreciate um, that the best people fighting the best people all the time. I, I think that's cool. You ever been to a live show? Not yet. I was supposed to go to a Houston one they had last year, and uh, I just didn't go to it. Uh, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because uh, the the judges there were terrible. They were throwing like drinks and shit at the people in the ring so kind of at the octagon so i'm kind of glad that i didn't go the judges were yeah so when um like they have state state sanctioned judges so in texas and los angeles wherever they all have their own judges you know the nevada or texas uh, athletic commission they hire the judges they hire the referees to work the fights and sometimes these judges are boxing judges and not ufc judges so a lot of stuff that goes on the ground a lot of jujitsu and a lot of things, they don't know what those things are because they're used to just punches. They're not used to kicks or anything else. So yeah. sometimes you get a lot of really, really, really bad decisions. And um, yeah, this is one of those times they wasn't playing it. So it was kind of after the fight, a couple of people threw some, just some Miller lights hit the octagon. That's it, nothing crazy. It wasn't a, <laughs> it wasn't a ride. Some 20 ounce Coca-Colas and Pepsis hit the octagon. That's about it. I, I did mean to ask you, have you ever been to a Saints game? Like, have you ever been to that Superdome? Yeah. yeah. Is that a crazy tailgate experience? Because up here in New England, like, there's too many fucking, the people that go to the games for the most part are the rich people. So it's annoying. It's like they 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 price out the people who are actually fans. But what's yeah. it like down there? It's kind of, you know what? The price are actually really fucking good. It's, it's actually mm. not like that at all because... New Orleans is it's segregated, but it's kind of line like that. The Saints have always been a, a working class team. And then mm-hmm. the, the arena is not like it's in a fancy area. It's downtown New Orleans, but downtown New Orleans, it's not like, you know, the suburbs. So mm-hmm. you got everybody around it. So most of the people that live around Superdome uh, can't afford suites and all yeah. of this type of stuff. So the prices are actually uh, pretty good, pretty good pretty competitive in comparison to, to most places. Um, but there's also in comparison to New England and y'all area, there's not a, a legacy of winning for 20 years straight. Mm-hmm. So you can look at how Golden State did their tickets when they were winning for six years straight. All of a sudden now you can't even go to a Golden State ticket. They moved the whole team is in San Francisco now. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, arenas just do that. And maybe teams just do that when you're just winning too much or just winning a lot. Um, but yeah, the, the prices are pretty, 
a pretty competitive. As long as you don't get stuck with like the bills coming to town, because then like we like we said earlier, I think it's who knows I think even when they travel, I want to say they probably bring those tables to to road games too. And smash everyone's head through games and it was out there. They was here (laughs) in Houston with tables. I'm like, what is this might stop at a fucking Lowe's? Like they were here with tables. slamming each other through tables and you know i don't know how far away new york state is from here it's pretty far Mm -hmm. uh so yeah yeah, they're they're traveling group you know and they're a dangerous traveling group at that this this is my last one for you bro and we'll uh we'll let you go this is something that we brought up in a previous episode with i know that you you at least used to be a wrestling fan yeah um are you still i have nothing to do with this statement fyi a huge wrestling fan. What's our own wrestling? What's our own no, wrestling? no, 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 no. What's what Soapy's about to say? Okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge wrestling mark. So, all right. So we brought it up on a previous episode, and then I, then I asked Tyler if the joke was inbounds, if it was foul or fair, boy. and I want your take on it. Okay. Oh so <clears throat> we were talking with some uh, some kids who are huge wrestling fans, and I said, "Man, isn't it crazy that what happened with Owen Hart?" That was all just a setup to get to a storyline with The Undertaker, and it's crazy that they went that far to sell it. Is that a good joke, or is that out of bounds? Oh, boy. Whew, okay. <laughs> a lot to unpack here. All right, I'm going to say it's out of bounds. Uh, just foul. based off of... Now you're based off of, you know, somebody dying, because I've, I've probably got a thousand jokes about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just because of uh, how Owen died, it may be, you know, it, it, that's why. It was on so live it. television. It was on live television. I was eight. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I didn't see it. Did, did you I see that? It. Yeah, I saw it. No, I didn't. I didn't see it live, I remember. It was on a I pay-per-view. Yeah. And it was like, I don't maybe bad. I didn't get the pay-per-view, but what I remember, they pretty much cut out and came back to JR and King just like, and it's tough because like it's wrestling. So it's like, mm-hmm. It's tough to, and no matter what you say, you assume it's like a storyline. But they're like, I I can't stress this enough. This is real. <laughs> like this yeah. isn't a script. This guy is they dead. In, they and I was like, oh wow, this is quite a. To your point, this is Vince is pulling quite a line here. And then it's yeah. like, okay, yep. Then I think it got real the next night. Remember, Raw had like an own heart like memorial, and like yeah. Raw opened, it was like R.I.P. Whatever. And I was like, oof, oh shit. You know, the, the wildest thing is that they actually finished the whole fucking thing. I would have told the fans this time. 100%. I've always um, said that. It, they had a quick five-minute thing, and then here comes Stone Cold. Like, let's be... Let's be and then, it. like, the whole atmosphere of he's, like, oh, screaming man. from the thing. He's screaming people to get out the way. Like, he's oh, not even man. screaming for man. help. He's yeah, telling yeah, motherfuckers yeah. to get out the way. And he hits the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. So this is, like... Yeah, it's like 10 times work. That's why that joke is not, you know, if you switch somebody else with Owen, maybe, uh, I don't know whose death is. an old, like, fat, drugged out guy who got wrestlers die every day. That was a little different. That was a tragedy. So, again, Toby thinks it's hilarious. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it's hilarious. The joke is inbounds because I think most jokes are inbounds. I think most jokes are inbounds. Owen Hall makes it out of bounds. That's, <laughs> That's a fair thing. answer. But the joke is in bounds. Was he, and I'm not trying to get into like the fucking gory aspect of it, but was he right side up when it happened or was he upside down? Like, did he get he flipped? He was right side up. He came flat. He came down flat. 
Yeah. So I he hit I his neck, understand. right? He broke his neck, right? Like yeah. His neck. Oof. Crazy. Wow. Well, because he was trying anyway. to. I, I guess your immediate. Uh, we, we're ending this on a terrible note, but I guess your immediate <laughs> um, reaction is to try to catch yourself, yeah, even yeah. though you know it's not possible. Right. Uh, but fuck, you got to try. I would try. I guess he tried, but. Mm. Yeah, saddest podcast ending of all time. Thanks a lot. Yeah. RIP so, own heart. No, um, all right. Well, well, we'll we'll end it really on this. Um, <laughs> tell the people, tell the people where we can find your content. Follow along. Listen to everything mm-hmm. that you do. I know you're huge into Twitch, and I, I gotta uh, I gotta watch some more of that. But yeah, um, tell us where you at. Um, you can follow me on Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv slash Wardy Sign, uh, and also my YouTube youtube.com slash voice sign and um it's just me you know doing whatever i do talking jumping to a bunch of games trying out new games um i'm going to start a series where we do um content on free games why is my phone going crazy all of a sudden well we do content on free games and i show people you don't have owen hard thing so it must be i think it is owen telling me to come on home Uh, (laughs) not that home must be yeah 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 uh oh boy speaking of cancel culture on, this, on free games um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because these games are going up the game's gonna be 70 dollars new gen 70 dollars the games are 70 so we went to everybody bought a new console for 500 dollars yeah and there's no new games that came out with it besides cyberpunk that just came out uh-huh. there's nothing new until like february so you have a new console to play all your old games on pretty much mm um and i think that's, that's fucking up. horrible yeah for us to all spend more to mm. play the exact same game so anybody who see they got a playstation ps5 xbox they're probably playing 2k or madden which is the same fucking game they've been playing for the last 20 years so i <laughs> yeah. like to get into game reviews free games games that people actually are game makers want yeah. you to enjoy a game and not just buy the same game every right. single year <laughs> Yeah. 2K and Madden are the same game every single year. Call of Duty yeah. the same game every year. Uh, yeah. I know it because I play them every single year. I don't buy them, but I play them. So mm-hmm. I know they're the same. Um, gotcha. So I like people to think the opposite and maybe do the opposite, um, mm-hmm. but I doubt that'll happen. All right, cool. I'll All try. right, bro. Well, All right, Wody. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll post the links to everything that you do. And we'd definitely love to have you back in the future. Maybe uh, Anytime, later on. Man, I appreciate y'all, man. Right, yeah, man. later on in the NBA season. And and we'll try to end the next one on a different note. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can talk a little wrestling to start it off next time. Yeah, since, uh, yeah we let's need, do it. We need your food takes next time, too. So we'll touch on yeah. some food next time. Right. Right. Thank you, brother. All right, All right bro. You. All right. Peace.